Welcome to Ladies Roadmap to Living Ageless. I'm Joe Jamie Tyler. And I'm Lana Helda. We're bringing you a community of modern age women and experts to share their stories of wellness, lifestyle, and experience on how you too can live a healthier, more vibrant life. And we're not just all talk, Lana. No, Jamie, we are self-proclaimed, lifetime self-care, soul-seeking junkies, and we're demonstrating the power of reinvention as we take to the road in this fabulous tour bus, proving age is irrelevant. Hello, ladies, and welcome to Ladies Roadmap. Hi, Lana. We're here today in beautiful Newport Beach, and I say beautiful with a very happy grin on my face because every last three shows, I think we've been saying it's been dreary and raining. So, no, Which doesn't happen that often here, but it was the coldest winter they've had since 1962 in California. So we're happy. It's a beautiful sunny day and we are excited today because we think we have a super relatable guest today, right, Jamie? Yes. Today we have Veronica Lehman from Pure Organic and One of the reasons why we think this story is so relatable, ladies, is because like so many other women's and moms, we just try to do the best for for our children. Yeah. If you've even watched Shark Tank ever, you see how many products and businesses are born out of a mother's ingenuity to take better care of her family or just while she's taking care of her family. Because we all know that it is super difficult to feed children. And Veronica's little girl, well, Veronica, we'll let you tell that story. Welcome, Veronica. <laughs> Hi, you guys. Thank you for having me. It's, it's uh, quite a pleasure to be here. And before um, we start, Veronica, you're calling in. We're talking to you today, and you are in Holland, Michigan. I am. I'm in Holland, Michigan. Beautiful, beautiful city. Not, the weather's not quite as nice as Newport, <laughs> although it's well, sunny today. Well, I love it because this is Joe Jamie, and I actually have been to Holland, Michigan. I was there two years ago. Oh, that's with amazing. Uh, uh, as you all know, Lana and I uh, love to travel around in the tour bus, but once in a while, I get to go off on my own. And my husband and I were at Holland, and we visited. We saw the tulips, and we got to see the windmill. It's absolutely gorgeous country there. It's a beautiful place to live. Veronica... Every mother and grandmother knows how difficult it can be to feed young children. Tell us about your experience when you were raising your children. So for me as a mom, we were always a, a healthy eating family. Um, but, you know, we, we, had a, we ate meat and, you know, we tried to eat healthy. But um, my six-year-old daughter changed all of that one night when she looked down at her plate and she said, Mom, what are we eating for dinner? Um, and I said, chicken and rice and broccoli. And she said, well, what do you mean chicken? And I thought, "Uh Oh, here we go. Uh, you know, and if you have children, you probably have had to explain to them at some point in their life, um, when they make the connection between animals who we humanize in storybooks and on television and the food on their plate, because we obviously regularly eat animals uh, in this nation. And so me being kind of a no-nonsense mom, I, um, I gave it to her straight and told her that, you know, we, we eat animals. And she asked all sorts of innocent questions, like, do we wait until they're old and die? And then do we eat them? And I, you know, I said no. And I told her about it. And um, 
she got very quiet and kind of walked away and came to me a couple of days later. And she said, mom, I've made a decision. Um, she actually said, you know, there are these people that don't eat meat and they're called vegetarians. She was educating me. Wow. What a smart <laughs> and, little girl. Wait, where did she hear that? I, How did she even learn that Veronica? What the, where did she hear that from? She heard it on animal planet because she was obsessed with that channel uh, and that's where she told me she learned about it. Um, and she said, that's what I want to be. I want to be one of those people. Uh, and, and I thought it was very important to listen to her and to, to validate that decision because she was obviously um, very serious about it. So I did. And I said, okay, let's do it together. Um, let's become vegetarians. And uh, we started researching vegetarian meals and cooking more meals and um, I told her that she would have to eat colorful vegetables and things she might not be used to, lentils and more peas and beans and, um, you know, for protein. And she looked me in the eye and said, that's okay, mom. I, I will do whatever it takes. Um, that's great. Because I'd, I'd seen some kids that decided to be vegetarians at an early stage like that. And I would watch them eat and it was, it was bread and cheese. And mostly yeah. carbohydrates. Yeah, I was very aware of that. And I think, I mean, all moms deal with that. You know, it's hard to get your kids, whether they're vegetarian or not, it's hard to get them to eat anything colorful and rich in nutrition. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we made that commitment to do that. And we started cooking together um, and making more vegetarian meals. And fun fact, she's she turned 21 last week and she's never swayed from that decision uh, since she was six years wow. old. I have to give you a lot of kudos for that because uh, you have two other children and a husband and, and that was that a hard for everybody? Did everybody go vegan? What happened there? Um, you know, the rest of the family went uh, veg a little more vegetarian by default because we started cooking a lot more plant-based meals. Um, that wasn't the only thing that we cooked because, um, you know, my other two children and my husband still ate meat. Um, but as a family, we definitely, I would say that our diet became much more plant-based. So then now you're eat, now you're cooking healthier. You're trying to figure out how to get good protein in this, in this beautiful little girl. Tell us how your entrepreneurial spirit started coming through. <laughs> um, okay. So one of the things I struggled with was what to put in her lunch. Uh, you know, there's only so many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches she can eat. And how was I going to get her uh, in just a few bites? Because, you know, kids, you know, take a couple of bites and then they walk away. How was I going to get her the nutrients that she needed to grow? Um, and what could I use in place of a sandwich? And so I was thinking about this constantly. And one day I was making a pie crust um, that was one of my vegetarian recipes that was very simple. It had dates and almonds um, blended together with spices. And it made a, a very nice cookie dough consistency. And I thought, wow, you know, this tastes really sweet. My kids would love this. What else can I put in here? And that's what started it all. And I started adding different ingredients. I added cocoa powder and it tasted like a brownie. And so I started making these little brownies and cutting them into squares with a cookie cutter and wrapping them in wax paper and freezing them and pulling them out as I needed to um, for lunches and snacks. And, and they were a hit. Um, and it felt great to me as a mom because I knew she was getting protein 
from the nuts. She was getting, you know, nutrition from the fruit and the spices and there was nothing bad in there. And she was just thinking that she was eating the brownie. So it was great. Well, and you're a former school teacher. So how did you know what avenues to take to turn this homemade product into an actual product that could be sold in stores? Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I I have not had formal business schooling. And, um, you know, to tell you the truth from the beginning, I I didn't think about it being a business. Um, I just thought about it as solving a problem for me at home. And it was a lifesaver. Um, but being a school teacher, um, I was able to witness what kids were eating, um, for their lunches. And, uh, as a guidance counselor, I also saw, you know, how food affected behavior and, you know, that played into, um, all of this as well. And so, you know, taking that first step to start the business, a lot of times I, I say, you know, as an entrepreneur, you have to have, have blissful ignorance um, and not really know what you're getting into. I, you know, I just went full steam ahead because I felt like when I went shopping, there was not simple, organic, convenient food that was readily available. And um, I just felt like there was a need for it. Uh, So I started to research it and kind of take the steps needed to, um, you know, to see how I could grow this, how I could produce it on a larger scale. Just step by step, one foot at a time, I bet. Well, you know, you couldn't have been watching too much uh, Shark Tank because otherwise you would have heard Kevin O'Leary saying how impossible it is to get uh, any shelf space in a grocery store. I mean, you hear him say that all the time. It's enough to make anyone you know, afraid to even attempt yeah. a new product. Yeah, um, I didn't know that going into <laughs> going into this, um, but it, you know, it it's actually a testament to to when you know you're passionate about something and you have a really good product. There's always a way um, to to do it. I think, and so you know, it wasn't easy to get on the shelf, but there were enough retailers that were they they did um, you know see the value in the product and did put it on the shelf. And, you know, you, you just start to create a success story and you start small, um, which is what we did, uh, and started to sell and, and it was, you know, people, there was a need for it and people did appreciate it. So, um, yeah, there, there will always be a lot of naysayers, um, for sure. But I think you just have to keep, keep going strong and going forward with your passion. So now you start off, you're, you're in your kitchen, you're, you're making these products. Uh, how many people did you have working for you? What was it like for you when you started? Um, well, in the beginning, you know, I just started um, making them for treats, for school treats. And I would pass them out to the kids and they would eat them. And the moms would, you know, say, I can't believe this is just fruit and nuts. And my kid's actually eating it. Um, and you know, I would, I would make different varieties, uh, cherry and banana and pass them out to family and friends. And so, you know, in the beginning I was just kind of getting a feel for, is this a product, you know, other people find value in, um, and it seemed to me like, uh, people loved it. And so, um, when I first started, uh, it was just me for, for two and a half years and, um, I, Part, part way through that, I hired someone to help me with shipping. So it was really just me and, and one other person um, growing the business. And we, we started small by getting it into local um, 
natural food stores and then gradually growing it into distribution. And, um, you know, the product kind of sold itself because it was delicious, simple, organic food. I mean, even just packaging, you live in the middle... (laughs) I mean, you're really in the Midwest. I mean, it's a small town. I've been to Holland. What about even packaging? Were you able to do it locally or did you have to farm it out? Well, the first package design was actually designed by one of my friends. And I was just like, hey, I got this harebrained idea and this is what I'm trying to do. And he was a graphic designer for a local company. And he was like, yeah, I'd love to help you out. And so he designed um, you know, the first round of, of packaging for me. Um, back in 2006 when I launched the company. Yeah. So, and so let me take you everyone further down the road. So Kashi and Miss Veronica partnered with their Pure Organic and now she has a huge, huge company that you partner with. How did that come about? Yeah, um, it was it was a little bit of a long time coming. Um, we so after two and a half years of doing it on my own, I needed infrastructure, I needed people, um, I needed capital, and so I was able to partner with some investors actually in Newport Beach. Um, and the idea was that they would provide infrastructure and capital, and we would grow the company for several years, and then at some point there would be an exit. Um, and I. Uh, during the course of growing the company, you know, I re- I remained very very close to the company as the founder, as the spokesperson. Um, you know, I controlled all the marketing, um, and you know, I've always said I'm I'm my own demographic, and so I I understood the people I was talking to because I created this product to solve a problem for myself. Uh, you know, a busy mom, and um, you know, so being I was very very involved in the growth of that, and then. Um, you know, we got to the point where we started looking for how do we bring peer to the next level? And that's where Kashi came in. And I love to talk about the part where <clears throat> looking for someone like that, you have very strong uh, values for your company. And how was it that you were able to say, this is, these are my values and I am not going to step down from these. If we're going to partner with someone, they have to be right on board. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was a little touch and go there for a while, um, just because you know, with with investors involved, you're not the only person with this, a say in the matter. Um, but everybody knew that Pure would be best with um, you know a, a company that shared its values, and so in talking with Kashi, um, I was very impressed with you know what they were doing in the natural food industry their commitment to organic farming and how they were increasing farmland um, and just their overall value system, their, their culture as a company was extremely attractive to me and um, really um, was very aligned with, with pure organic and, and what I had built so far. So it was a, to me, it was a match made in heaven. Well, that being said, there is such a huge trend, you know, right now in the food market and we're hearing about the words natural and organic, but can you help define them for us so we can understand the difference of those two? Yeah. Um, natural is, is not as defined, is not as clearly defined. It's not really defined at all. And so actually a lot of companies throw that word around. Um, in a misleading way, I think. I mean, to me, natural means as close to its natural state, as unaltered as possible. Um, but that it really isn't governed um, by the FDA. 
and the FDA is starting to crack down on that a little bit. Um, but the term organic, on the other hand, is very clearly defined um, by the USDA and the FDA. And um, it, it, you know, it definitely means that your food is coming from a cleaner place. Um, your food is grown in a, a manner that is healthier for the people who's growing it, it's healthier for the land it's grown on, for the waterways that surround the land um, in all ways, shape, or form. And um, organic certification, I'm a true believer in it. I had no idea going in how complex and how expensive it was as a business owner. But um, we have not veered from that. And uh, it's extremely important to me as a mom, um, as, a, as an earth lover, uh, to, to be committed to organic food for my company and you know, also personally the food that I, that I shop for. Well, and I think it's important to, to talk about the fact that there are a lot of bars and food bars out there that truly are not healthy and do have a lot of junk in them. Yeah, I would say most of them um, are not healthy uh, and, and have junk in them. And a lot of them that even, you know, claim to be healthy, you just have to be, you know, you have to be really aware of what's in it and, you know, if it's organic and, um, you know, is it simple food? Is it food that you understand when you read the ingredient label? You know, those are all really important things, you know, just like it's important to take your own, you know, your own health into your own hands. It's important to take eating into your own hands too, and, and to not just believe what you're hearing and what you're seeing and what you're, you know, on television and what you're reading, but really understanding, um, you know, what you want for yourself and your family. How have things changed now that Kashi's become involved? You, are you still with the company full time, or uh, or as a partner, or did you was it an acquisition? Yeah, so um, it was an acquisition, but I was a big part of the deal because I'm extremely connected to my company and I'm passionate about it and um, I wanted to continue to grow it. And so uh, I went along and um, I'm, a, I'm an employee of Kashi now, uh, but I am doing what I love, which is building my company um, and continuing to see it grow. We just had our, our best year ever in 2018. So that was really fun. Um, and you know, we have three lines of products that we're growing, our original fruit nut bars that I made in the kitchen. We have a crispy bar that's like a healthy rice crispy treat um, made with uh, whole ancient grains, so it's healthier. Um, and then we have a line of fruit snacks that I created when my kids were smaller because I was tired of them asking for fruit snacks and, and you know, everything on the market being full of sugar. So we made a fruit snack made with, uh, with real fruit <laughs> and juices and purees. Well, I know this is a podcast, but we also do show, um, if you guys go to YouTube, you can go to, you're going to be able to view this podcast, but I would like to just say that in the fact that Veronica, you just have this beautiful glow about you. You seem so joyous, so connected to your business. What do you do now to stay healthy in mind and spirit for yourself? Well, um, I like to have a glass of wine <laughs> tonight sometimes. <laughs> that might not be what you were referring to. Actually, it's um, a very common I, <laughs> I, I just think it's really important to be balanced, and I try to focus on that every day. Um, I try to get out in nature every day. I try to take a walk every day, do some exercise, make sure that I am feeling mentally and physically healthy. 
um, because that, you know, that just helps me be a better worker and be um, more involved. You know, I'm, I'm still fully involved in the company. I work full time. You know, I still travel and talk to buyers and go to trade shows and do all of that fun stuff. I'm, you know, I'm still an evangelist for, for pure both inside and outside of the company. So um, that's great. It's what I, it's what I love to do. And um, I'm learning and growing because of it. Yeah. And you're fulfilled and that shows because you've, that's the spirit that we feel from you. And that's the glow I think that we see, but it's, it's exciting because there's so many women who want to be home with their children but it's very difficult now to be a single income family and especially for our girls coming up and our boys coming up in this in this next generation um everything is so expensive so i know there are a lot of moms and young young women and grandmothers that are out there we asked you where your entrepreneurial spirit came from will you share that with the with our, with our listeners <laughs> yeah um i just remember growing up and my dad would always say, oh my gosh, I have a million dollar idea and it's this. And, you know, oh, that's a million dollar idea. And I remember I would always get so frustrated because I wanted, I was like, well, if it's a million dollar idea, then make it happen. Um, And I couldn't understand why he wouldn't just go and, you know, create that million dollar idea that he had. So that might have had something to do with it. (laughs) It was kind of like he was teaching you without teaching, without showing by example, you still learn from it. And I think that's an interesting concept. You know, how much of what we become is from the environment that we lived in. But going back to the environment, um, we heard you have a true interest in the environment uh, just because of doing what you do. Tell us more about how you're working with the organic farmers. So that is a big initiative for Kashi. Um, you know, every year they're working with farmers to increase the amount of organic land that is farmed. Um, and I know that, uh, you know, farmers are eager to move in this direction. They care for the land. They're stewards of the land. They love their animals. They want what's best for their animals. Um, they are always looking for progress and, you know, to move in the right direction. And so, there's a lot of um, farmers that are very eager to, to go more organic. Um, and I love the work that Kashi is doing to do that. Um, you know, as pure organic grows, I would love to, to do even more and um, you need to encourage that even more because that would just lead to a, a healthier earth and you know, healthier people, healthier bodies, healthier water. It's great. I think you're a great example for so many things we talk about on the Ladies Roadmap, everything from reinvention to finding your passion, living your passion and your dream. I mean, if if you if you're thinking about it, try it. It's not ever e- going to be easy. No one said anything is easy, but if you have a dream or you have a thought and you want to put it into action, go for it. I just love Veronica's story. I mean, just to sort of wrap things up, here she was an at-home mom and had no formal, you know, she had no formal business training. Um, she was saying, you're saying earlier how ignorance, ignorance is bliss. Uh, you even had a lot of people say, what are you, what are you doing? What are you, you know, you're never going to be able to do this. And you live in the middle of the, of the Midwest in a small town. These are so many roadblocks, as we like to say, that you had to overcome. And speaking of roadblocks, just before we end, I'd love to hear, do you ever share a story about a roadblock that you were able to overcome? I'd love to hear that. You know, I, um, 
I get asked a lot, you know, what were your challenges? Um, and I think probably the biggest challenge, and I think a lot of women can relate to this, um, is that I just, a lot of times I doubted myself um, and my the decisions that I made. Um, and I don't know why, you know, maybe it's because you, you, you kind of grow up and you think everybody around you is smarter than you and, and can make a better decision than you. Um, but, you know, the what I overcame was learning to really trust my intuition as a businesswoman uh, when it came to my, my business and learning to appreciate those characteristics that have helped me so much in business, even though I don't have the formal business training. Um, and I think women especially are uh, equipped to, to very well to run businesses. Um, you know, their, their ability to be intuitive, their, um, ability to create relationships, uh, their emotional intelligence, their, um, just their, even their nurturing, all of those things help you, uh, run a successful business, um, in, in enormous ways. And so those are all very important. Um, so yeah, I would, I would say love to trust hear. yourself. <laughs> I would love to hear one of your intuitive things, because that always interests us. We've been talking to so many women like yourself, and that word just comes up that women, we have that intuitive sense. Do you have a story that you can share that that, that, was, that was the case? Oh, you know, the, so many times on multiple occasions <laughs> during the day, I, I trust my intuition, especially as long as I've been with this business. Um, but, you know, I think one of the things that jumps out is in the beginning, uh, you know, when I first took on investors, they were looking for ways to cost cut. And um, one of the things that was recommended was to, you know, to remove some cherries from our cherry bar and replace it with citric acid. You get the same flavor, you know, lower the cost of the bar. And, um, you know, intuitively, I just felt like that was wrong. Like we, as a company, we needed to, to stick to the high quality values. And as a mom, I wanted more cherries in that bar. I didn't want less cherries in the bar because that was a really nutritious part of it. And so, um, even though it, you know, it didn't seem like the right business decision, uh, at the time we, you know, I went with my intuition and that was what we went with. Um, and I believe that that paid dividends, um, as we continue to grow our company, just because of the, the trust and the authenticity and the quality of the product, which is always, you know, all of that has always been you know, very um, important and um, a defining and defining uh, characteristics of pure. Yeah. And I think things are becoming more and more pure and people are appreciating that more than we maybe ever thought they would. So it just goes to show you, you stay true to yourself, you stay true to your alignment, and you can get there. Maybe not quite as, you might not hit that dollar mark quite as fast, but you know that you're doing the right thing. And there's a lot to be said for that. I just love this conversation because I'm imagining myself going to the grocery store now, seeing a pure organic product and going... I just heard the, the founder talk about her product and how she's just passionate about really keeping it pure and organic. So this is really exciting that we're being able to share this information out there with our ladies and uh, meet the mind behind these products. Um, one other thing I think we want to make sure we mention is that on your website, you have a lot of um, wonderful um, pureorganic.com. You have videos, you have recipes, and actually you are an author of a cookbook. Tell us about that. 
Oh, yes. Uh, I wrote a cookbook in 2015, um, which is a vegetarian cookbook. And it's based on a lot of my Midwestern favorites that I grew up eating and cooking with my mom and grandma in the kitchen. Um, it's seasonally based. So that's kind of nice. You can, um, you can make things according to your trips to the farmer's market. Uh, yeah. And so it's called Pure Food. Um, and it should be on Amazon. It's under the name Veronica Bossgraf which is the name under which my company was started. Perfect. And now it's Veronica Lehman. So, um, so thank you so much, Veronica. This has been a, just such a charming conversation. It's been so inspirational and uh, we're going to make sure to put all your information on our show notes. Um, it's pureorganic.com. And once again, thank you so much for, for being on the show and sharing with us. Yeah, we love sharing your story and we're going to follow you and keep up with what's going on. And I bet you come up with some more fabulous products. We're going to look for them. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Great. I really enjoyed myself. Great. Thanks so much. This episode is brought to you by the Ladies Roadmap Journal. Is your life on autopilot? To Jamie... I think to have excitement in life, you have to stay curious and keep chasing your dreams. Exactly, Lana. And that's why this self-care life planning journal, it's, it's unlike any journal you've ever used before. It's so easy and it's a way to get clarity on your thoughts and intentions. Think of it as a way to jumpstart your day or you may want to wind down your day by getting those thoughts rolling around on paper and out of your head. My favorite part is getting clear on the one thing that I want to accomplish today. And I love focusing on my gratitude for the day. That's the feedback we've been getting from the ladies that have been using the journal. They've been sharing on how the journal is affecting their lives in such a positive way. Well, we created this journal because like you, all we want to do is live a fulfilled life and stay ageless in mind and spirit. Watch your life unfold as you align and direct your intentions. To get started today, purchase your life planning journal at ladiesroadmap.com. If you want to stay up to date with our five-star podcast, be sure to subscribe to our weekly newsletter. You'll never miss an episode and you'll see our latest tried and true lifestyle products. You can sign up at ladiesroadmap.com. And ladies, if you like our show, please take a minute to subscribe and rate our podcast because it's super important so that other women can easily find the show. You can do it on iTunes, or to make it even easier, we've put a link in the show notes on our website.